You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Well, well, well. Uh, I guess hello and welcome to this Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Uh, You'll probably be able to tell throughout the duration of the show that I'll not be in the most upbeat mood, but I'm sure... uh, the uh, the very varying and uh, happiness levels will uh, be ev- evened out by DJ. How's it going, DJ? Yeah, Colin, I want to kick off this show by commiserating you and your fellow Packers fans. And Colin, as I tweeted out as that second half went on in Seattle last night, that even though I'm not a Packers fan, I felt sick for Packers fans, especially when Bostick decided to attempt to catch them all for some bizarre reason and. Only he knows what was going through his head at that time, but we'll break that down later on in the show when we're going through the the two games over the weekend. But Colin, hopefully the pain will go away fairly quickly and you can hopefully watch the Patriots lift the Super Bowl on February 1st. Yeah, well, I don't know about uh, how quick the pain will go away, but uh, as always, starting the show, DJ, we uh, give a little plug to our partners at The Last Word on Sport. Their website is thelastwordonsport.com. Their Twitter handle is at Last Word on Sport, and we're up on the Last Word on Sport radio network. So do check them out. Please do give them a follow on Twitter. And while you're following them, make sure you're following us. It's at Overtime Ireland. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Column Kelly, and uh, DJ's Twitter handle is at DJ Kelly Frost. If you want to check us out for some bizarre reason, but uh, at Overtime Ireland is the main one, and uh, some great interaction over the weekend with you, the listeners. But as always, DJ, we'd like to get straight into the uh, matchups and the action, and uh, as little as I want to talk about this game today, we'll get straight into the recap of the NFC and AFC title games right now. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So, DJ, only two games, obviously, to go through in this week's Weekend Roundup, and uh, we have, I suppose, we'll, I don't know which way you want to go. I think I'll try and get this game out of the way. Maybe we can finish off on a more positive note for yourself. The Green Bay Packers lost to the Seattle Seahawks in, uh, have to say, really, really gutting circumstances. It was a game that throughout, uh, you thought maybe they should be putting a few more points on the board, but you know, it looked like they had it all in hand. 16 to zip up at the half and uh, playing very, very well on defense. I thought this defense had been underrated over the last few weeks and they, they really came to play in this one. And really for three and a half quarters, they played uh, very good defense. They they played quite well on offense, although they should have put up more points. Maybe they could have been a bit more ambitious when they were down at the goal line. But, you know, it's easy to pick apart those things right now at the time. I remember on Twitter looking and a lot of people were criticizing Mike McCarthy for his play call on that fourth and one when, you know, Kuhn was ruled to have scored a touchdown and then it came back. Then they went to Lacey and he got very well stopped. But I think it was Cam Chancellor stopped him when I was sure he was going to go in for a touchdown there to start the game. So, you know, they did that. They kicked, it a, kicked the field goal by Mason Crosby, who had a superb game. They got the ball back then through a fumble on that uh, punt ret- or that kick return. So, you know, they got in then again and they were held again to three points, but there's still six points on the board. Then they did get a touchdown through Cobb. So things were going well. Russell Wilson didn't look like the normal Russell Wilson. Uh, he had more interceptions and passes completed at one stage at halftime his pass written was zero so you have to say at halftime everything was going the Packers way the only problem was that maybe the game should have been out of sight at that stage and you know they went into a little bit more conservative play call and they were running the ball more they weren't trying any real you know extravagant passes or that they were just kind of trying to manage the game and you know when you look back now there was so many things there that 
they could have been a bit more ambitious and really killed the game off and we'll talk about the Patriots game in a minute DJ when you look at that New England Patriots game they put their foot on the cold snack and they really did not lift it off they just kept the pressure going they went for it in fourth down one time when I think they had a 30 point lead in the second half so they kept things going like that kept the pressure on and the, the Packers simply didn't and you know, it's it's easy to criticise now. I thought like every time they picked up a first down was huge in those moments and they really got a big run by James Starks and you know, he was probably out over the sideline that time Richard Sherman got injured and you know, he played Richard played on the rest of the game, but when you look back, they got that first down, they settled for a field goal, that put them up nineteen to seven, I think it was at that stage, and they really uh, had the game in hand and you know, I don't know, it was it was all it was all going so well and then obviously the the pass to can't remember now, just at the moment, if it was uh, Quarles or Bostick, but it went to the tight end on a on a kind of peelback route, and you know it hit him in the chest, and it bounced out. It went for an incompletion. If even he had caught the ball, it would take another forty seconds off the clock. But he didn't catch the ball. Ball goes dead, and uh, they punted away. And then the Seahawks pick up the touchdown on the next one, and then obviously the onside kick that you mentioned, where you know I think he has to go for it. If you're there, you're going to try and make the play. You're going to have confidence in your own ability. You're going to try and catch it, but unfortunately for Bostick, had his hands. Did not. I well, didn't actually have his hands. Had him in the helmet. Went to the Seahawks, and then Seahawks then picked up a touchdown, and the Packers then obviously give up a two-point conversion, which at the moment isn't a play that I, I don't think it got enough talk at the time. It, you know, you're looking there. If you if you stop them that two-point conversion attempt, you need a field goal to win the game, and we all know that Mason Crosby and after Aaron Rodgers took them down the field, got that field goal. So you know, the, the field goal then only tied it to get overtime. But you know, you get the pass rush. I think it was Clay Matthews was bearing down on Russell Wilson. Wilson starts to backpedal and just kind of heaves the ball up. He's on one side of the hash marks, heaves it to the other side. Really should not be coming down with a Seattle Seahawks player, whether it's batted down or there's picked off, whatever you want to do with it. But uh, haha, Clinton Dix, the only thing, uh, it looked maybe, maybe he got cramped or something like that. Maybe he thought, you know, the two-point conversion wasn't going to matter all that much. But in the end, it mattered greatly. And I think he could have knocked that ball down easily. And, uh, you know, it was a, it's a really key moment, I think. It is going to sound a bit better. Obviously, the the Seahawks won. I don't. Maybe they won the game, so let's say they deserve it. But if you look back this game, I think DJ, if the the Packers win as they were starting this game, if they didn't have this huge meltdown, I think you're looking at them favourites to win the Super Bowl. I think you know people were talking about could they go up to Seattle, quiet the crowd, and get the job done. Well, we've seen that some of the Seattle fans left during the game, so they obviously had a, a huge impact. And just uh, it's it's hard at this stage to uh, really come around to just one point. There were so many things it was. Was it a third and 19 that the Seahawks picked up? You know, they only went with a, a two-man rush, really. We had uh, one one man, I think it was uh, Dayton Jones, maybe was kind of spying Russell Wilson to see if he tried to run with it. But it's a third and 19. He's not going to rush for 19 yards without somebody picking it up. Dropped off, you know, that there, gave them a first down. That led to the field goal attempt eventually that, you know, they'd done the, the trick field goal and got the got the touchdown. And, you know, Jeff Reinbull was breaking it down perfectly on Sky Sports, or Sky Sports NFL coverage that, you know, you need to get... Uh, I think it was Devon House needed to get and keep keep contain on the edge, and it was his mistake not keeping contain that put Hawk in the position to have to go out wide, and then obviously he was left in no man's land, and it was a touchdown pass. So that was a big call by the Seahawks. If they don't get that, they're still shut out, and they have no points on the board, and it really does look like it's over at that stage. And you know they they picked up the touchdown, and then you know even when they get the the second touchdown, you think. I was thinking worst case scenario they're going to get it and they're going to get a touchdown and the game's over there's no time left but when you're watching it and you're just imagining it DJ that you're thinking the worst case but you're imagining really that you know it's going to be an onside kick and it's going to be recovered by the Packers and uh, it wasn't and just just a really really tough one so many things in this game that you can look at I mentioned the, the two point conversion 
you know, then they hadn't given up a big play all game and back to back thirty five yard pass attempts for those uh, for those two plays leading up to the touchdown to, to end it in overtime. So so much stuff uh, went against them. I thought overall the defence played superbly up until that last two minutes and just uh, really I know I'm talking away and talking away, but uh, lost for words just uh, how to really really uh, put it put it into perspective. But uh, overall you were watching it, DJ. What was your thoughts on the game overall? Yeah, Colm, if there ever was a game that would be described as a game of two halves, it was this one. Packers should have had more points on the board at the half, really missed some good opportunities to get into the end zone, and that probably would have given them a good chance. The Seahawks came out battling in the second half, and it then turned into a calamity of errors for the Packers. Like, when you're playing a team that turns the ball over five times and you don't end up on the winning side, there is something definitely wrong there. Yeah, and uh, just when you're talking about turnovers, DJ, turnovers, uh, there was one of them, uh, Haha Clinton-Dix picked off, Russell Wilson takes it back to about the halfway line, midfield, and uh, Aaron Rodgers has him and Cobb, I don't know what the mix-up was, I haven't got to watch all the the, all 22 footage back yet, but there's a mix-up between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Cobb, whatever the right was, Cobb goes one way, the ball goes the other way, and it was picked off by the Seattle Seahawks. I think that was part of the the drive that led to that uh, third and 19 that I mentioned that ended up leading to that fake field goal attempt for the touchdown. But there was another one too, and, uh, you know, Morgan Burnett, you know, we can't really blame him. He he picked out, it was a tip ball, he gets the interception, and he's kind uh, of around midfield, and he starts to run, and then he slides down. And at the time, I thought, like, great interception, you know, the game should be over. And I know that's the way the players are probably thinking. You don't want to run and cause a fumble and lose the ball. Kind of like, remember what we've seen with the, the Cowboys game a few weeks ago when Stafford fumble was picked up, then the the, the uh, defensive lineman fumbled again and so on and so forth. So maybe that's something the kind of thing was going through his head. But I think he had, he had yards to run into. They could have took it into field goal position. They could have ended up getting a touchdown. They could have so many things. But there's so many could have shooters. But one thing I have to say that I think it was far too conservative from a from a play calling standpoint and after the game you could see by the players that I don't even think it had hit them they were just gobsmacked I think you know Clay Matthews was on the sideline there's word that he was maybe fatigued or you know suffering with cramp but when I seen him on the sideline I thought at one stage are they already trying to hold him out and get ready for the Super Bowl and I thought at the time that you know even though they had that healthy lead I thought you know get the job done and get out of here with the win before you start doing things like that there and you know uh I have to say, I said it on Twitter a few times, this is definitely, I think, the worst loss as a Packers fan that, that I've experienced, and definitely in the last couple of seasons. I know we lost to Colin Kaepernick in the 49ers the last two years, and he rushed them on the ground so much, and you know, kind of made a show of them at times, but I have to say, those games were, I thought you know, Kaepernick just had great games, and overall the Packers defense wasn't as good at that stage. I thought more of the Packers defense this season in the second half, and then they played so well throughout the game up until the very end, and it's just a, it's a really really tough one as a as a fan to take, and I'm sure there's lots of Packers fans throughout the world today uh, finding finding it a, a very down day. And you know the Super Bowl is on in two weeks, but there's a big a big change from three minutes left to go with a, a healthy lead ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, I won't deny it. Uh, I said this on Twitter too. My mind was starting to to peek towards the uh, towards the the Super Bowl and you know thoughts of it and what what it'll be like and you know really good mood, really positive, and then all things fall apart and. I have to say, for really the first half, DJ, probably the first three quarters of that uh, New England Patriots game, I sat quite quietly by myself uh, watching that game without too much interest in it whatsoever. And uh, then by the time I came around to, to watching the game, the game was well and truly over. And I suppose we've talked on about the, the Packers game now. I suppose we might go into that game. But 
any final thoughts on the the Packers game? You know, there's there's so many areas in it, DJ, that I thought that went wrong for the Packers. There's so many areas went right for them. If you look at it from a Seahawks point of view, the game started so so terribly for them. There was so many issues with the turnovers. There was the that the one I mentioned from the the kickoff that was uh, fumbled and led to another field goal for the Packers. Russell Wilson with the interceptions, as you mentioned. But I suppose we'll talk uh, positively, as hard as it is for me uh, after the game to talk with the, the Seahawks. The uh, the character they showed to to keep going. We're going to talk about the Colts game in a minute, but the Colts, I thought, packed it in around the, the second quarter of that one. And, uh, you know, when you're looking here at the, the Seahawks, they never give up. They kept, they kept fighting on for it. Some of their fans might have given up and left, but they, they didn't give up. They kept playing Russell Wilson. And, you know, people will say, oh, he came good when the time mattered. Well, the time mattered the whole game throughout, and he wasn't coming good, but, you know, he, he did key up at those key plays. And I think it was uh, Kurs caught the, the game one and touchdown. I think they had three attempts to him in the game before that all went for interceptions. So, you know, the last one went for the, the game one and touchdown. And Wilson's a player that you have to you have to just, uh, you know, watch him and give him praise because he uh, puts in, uh, you know, he, he plays the game in the right spirit. He puts in so much effort into the game, plays fantastic. I, I think he's definitely one of the, you know, in the next five to ten years, we're going to be talking about him over and over. And he's playing back-to-back Super Bowls now, a chance to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And, uh, you know he came up he came up big in the big moment Marshawn Lynch you know people talk about him each and every week but this game DJ was you know wasn't much happening he started to give a bit of energy to the crowd he picked up a few you know first downs you know when it was third and three third and four and picking up first downs moving the pile and you know then he got the two touchdowns in the game one of them was called back for his foot being out of bounds which was a big a big conversion and got them into the area for Wilson to rush for that touchdown so those two guys uh, stepped up really big in this one. Sherman playing with an injury. Uh, there's an MRI going to be done in his arm today, and he says there's no way he's going to miss out on the Super Bowl. And obviously, Cam Chancellor, uh, I think it was a, a dislocated shoulder that he suffered and that he was off for a while, but he came back in. But, you know, there was so much going right for the Packers at one stage. Chancellor was out, and then Sherman was a bit banged up, and all this here was going on. And just uh, phew, uh, can't really put it into words just to. Uh, as to how this one went, but I suppose Seahawks advance to the the Super Bowl could be back to back champs, and uh, we'll see as the as the next two weeks goes forward. We'll be previewing that game, obviously, and uh, looking ahead. And I'm sure you'll be looking forward to looking ahead after your Patriots won in a very comprehensive fashion. DJ, they uh, absolutely thoroughly dominated the Indianapolis Colts. As I mentioned, I thought the Colts packed this one in quite early in it, and uh, a dominating victory with. Uh, Another running back, not Jonas Gray this time, but Legarrett Blunt uh, going crazy on the night. Uh, a lot of rushing yards, over 100 rushing yards. I think was it four touchdowns DJ ended up with? The only ended up with the three three rushing touchdowns, oh, Callum. Under 148 yards and 30 carries in this game. Yeah, 45 to seven victory for the Patriots. It was established in the run game. Obviously, they have a kind of maybe a kryptonite against uh, Andrew Luck and the Colts that. You know, they ran with Gray. He put up 200 yards. Was it four touchdowns in that? Now we have uh, another running back putting up huge yards. And obviously he put up huge yards. Blunt put up huge yards against him last year in the playoffs as well. So a, a tough loss here for the Colts. And, you know, you look, they played the wild card weekend against the Bengals, won that one. Then they played last week in, you know, in a very big game that they were heavily uh, unfancied as underdogs. And they bet the, the Broncos. And, you know, it just didn't work for them here against the Patriots. The Patriots pulled out all the stops. DJ Nate Solder getting a touchdown in this one. And Revis having an interception. There was a couple of key interceptions in this one one from Tom Brady that you know led led to uh, a score for the uh, Indianapolis Colts but then obviously the, the Patriots had far more key turnovers in this one and none more so I suppose than uh, at the very start when Josh Cribbs you know he, he went to re- catch the punt return was uh, fumbled got the got the touchdown and uh, 
big points there for the Patriots. He he got away with it last week, DJ against the Denver Broncos when he was ruled as uh, being down by contact, but didn't happen so in this one. And the the Patriots really stormed on from then. And uh, I'll let you take it away now with your your key points in this game. Yeah, Colm, I must admit, I thought before the game it was going to be close, and congratulations to any Patriots fans that bet on them minus 37 on the handicap. I'm <laughs> fairly sure you've probably retired at this stage and are going to take a long time off work with any winnings you got in that result. Really didn't see this one happening to be such a blowout. Seven points came for the Colts in the second quarter. No scores in any other quarters the Patriots could even bring on Jimmy Garoppolo and the backup players in the fourth quarter which was always a benefit and as we mentioned Legarrette Blunt 30 carries 148 yards three touchdowns Tom Brady 226 yards three throwing touchdowns and one interception and Julian Edelman only with nine receptions and 98 yards no touchdown throws in this game but maybe in the Super Bowl he might bring it out of the bag again and throw another one or two. The Patriots very efficient on third down in particular column. 12, att- or 12 completions from 18 attempts. Very good game by the Patriots. Total thir- 397 yards on offense and very impressive by the whole team. And great to see Nate Solder getting a <laughs> touchdown. Why the Colts D didn't pick him up when it was announced that he was going to be active they had to realize that it was highly likely the ball would go to him yeah well you see there's often often eligible receivers called but uh most of the time they probably don't go to the the offensive lineman to to give him the touchdown pass and uh, you know it was a good pass in dj but i have to say last week you had uh uh, you had edelman's first throw for a touchdown and now you have nitz older's first career catch in the nfl uh, going for a touchdown as well so Another first, uh, we'll see what first Bill Belichick comes up with in the in the Super Bowl. But uh, Andrew Luck, DJ, um, I mentioned a bit of a, a kryptonite against Bill Belichick and co. And uh, he has 10 interceptions in his four career games against the Patriots. So lots of things going on like that. Uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton was kept very quiet in this one. Uh, Reggie Wayne said, DJ, a couple of weeks ago that you know it's likely his last cre- or season in Indianapolis. I don't see him going to another team. So I'd say this is likely the last game he plays in. But he played in the playoffs and you know he was a n- not even a role player he I think he finished in the in the playoffs DJ with uh, just one catch so that's not what you expect from him one of the, the best wide receivers of the last 10 years and you know disappointment for him nobody has played more games for the Indianapolis Colts than Reggie Wayne so overall you know T.Y. Hilton was kept quiet and then you had Revis which uh, surprised me he was on Moncrief and so obviously he was kept quiet as well so big game for the Patriots and uh Jonas Gray got a kind of ironic cheer as he came onto the field uh, to relieve Legarrette Blunt late in the game. But a number, uh, you mentioned the third downs. Uh, Edelman was heavily relied on on third down there, and you know he, he picked up a few key key plays. I thought Amendola had some. He didn't have a lot of plays, but he had some key plays. Vereen had a nice catch one time in the first half, and you know Tom Brady again looked quite good. The, the interception DJ threw very very similar to the interception he threw against the Baltimore Ravens last week. Had you any thoughts on that? Maybe that's a play that the Patriots should uh, maybe take out of the take out of the playbook. Yeah, Colin was a very bad interception. I suppose Gronk probably should have got his hands on the ball because it was thrown within the markers on the field. So we all expect him to catch it, whether it's he's on one end of the pitch and the ball's on the other. But yeah, it's, 
hard to know who to blame for it. I think the two players could take equal blame. But hopefully they've got all the mistakes out of the way and they'll go and win the Super Bowl now in Arizona. Yeah, it's, it's interesting too, DJ. Uh, obviously with this win, it was uh, Brady's ninth AFC Championship game to start, but he'll now go on to start his sixth Super Bowl, the most uh, out of any quarterback, and then Bill Belichick now has 21 victories in the postseason. Makes him the winningest coach in NFL postseason history. So some some stats there, obviously, that are going to be impressive for Patriots fans. I'm sure they're enjoying it. But, you know, this year is the scene of the crime, DJ, back when the Giants bet them at the end of the 2007 season in Glendale, Arizona, as you mentioned, where the Super Bowl will be held. And uh, that's two weeks from now. But, you know, maybe a bit of revenge. I know it's not the same team and so on and so forth. But maybe uh, the Patriots are thinking we, we lost one here. We can't lose another one. And obviously they've lost two DJs at, uh, since their last Super Bowl victory so you know the, there'll be extra emphasis on this but reigning Super Bowl champions coming in and that is the Seattle Seahawks unfortunately it's not the Green Bay Packers taking on the uh, Patriots in this one but it's it's going to be a good matchup and there's going to be a lot of stuff talked about there's going to be a lot of stuff that by the end of the next two weeks we'll be sick and tired of hearing of I'm sure and none more so than Richard Sherman and what is to go on with him there'll be talk about how Pete Carroll was the Patriots coach prior to Bill Belichick and, you know, the history between him and the organisation, all that sort of stuff. There'll be loads of stuff going going down and being talked about. So it's going to be a good match, DJ. Unfortunately, it's not the one I was uh, looking forward to. But maybe, uh, you know, as a week and a half goes on, maybe I'll start to think more about it. But at the minute, we have done a podcast there, DJ, but um, talking about football wasn't something that I I was looking forward to doing today at any stage. And uh, hopefully as the days go on, at least a little bit. Obviously, you know... Patriots are in the uh, Super Bowl again. All Patriots fans should be delighted. And, uh, you know, the Patriots have been there on multiple occasions in uh, the last 10, 15 years. So I've had a, a superb run, as I mentioned, those nine AFC Championship wins. And then, obviously, six Super Bowl appearances, including this one coming up. But, uh, you know, the Seahawks are back. There's a lot of teams, DJ. You know, the, the Lions got knocked out uh, by the Cowboys. Cowboys by the Packers, you know, so on and so forth. All the teams have got knocked out. The Broncos got knocked out. The Bengals, the Ravens. A lot of teams want to get there you don't get to too many AFC or NFC championship games and you know the Packers this season I just want to say that throughout the season they've had a I thought they've had some games where maybe they should have been better but throughout it uh, they've definitely developed as a team they've improved a lot and hopefully if they can get this uh, core back together next season many of them are signed for the next number of years but there's a few of them that are free agents it'll be interesting to see with the likes of Julius Peppers and a couple other guys there on the defensive side of the ball the side Randall Cobbs uh, you know obviously going to be a free agent but uh, I think they'll do their best to sign him and then It'll just be. It'll be interesting to see how the thing goes, how the draft goes. You know, Haha Clinton Dix was drafted this year, and he had a big influence in the game yesterday. Although, you know, maybe the key play that he'll be remembered for isn't going to be his interceptions. He had two interceptions. Maybe it's going to be that play that he uh, didn't make the play on the the two point conversion. But like any player, those people I seen tweeting at Branton Bostick last night, giving him you know insults on Twitter. Anyone that's doing that sort of stuff needs to get a hold of themselves. <laughs> you know, this guy he didn't do it on purpose. Uh, these things happen. They're they're humans as well. So you know, I think the Patriots. You know, they 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 showed some class this year. Aaron Rodgers obviously was hobbled for quite a po- portion of the year, but you know, I think there's no doubt he's going to be the league MVP and tried to tried the season fantastic year. AFC cha- or NFC Championship at the end of it. Unfortunately, didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I think this is one as Aaron Rodgers said is going to eat at him for the rest of his career. Like a lot of the the fans watching and uh, obviously the other players on the team, but you know it's one of those ones you don't get to this position too often. And when you do, you have to kind of celebrate it. It was a week that I really enjoyed the build up to the games, but unfortunately they end up uh, they didn't get through. And I'm sure the Colts fans are in the same the same boat. But you know I mentioned 
how the, the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick destroyed the Packers, especially two years ago in when it was Candlestick Park. They've now moved to Levi Stadium, but you know he rushed all over them. I think it was over 200 yards rushing he had in that game, maybe, or maybe it was just slightly under. But uh, he had a big game in that one, and it was a bit like this one. It was, you know, never really a contest. The game last year was close, but, uh, you know, it wasn't a game that probably most Patriots fans thought they could win. And this year, although they were heavy underdogs going into this one, I think there was a sense of, you know, things could go their way. You know, Rodgers looked a lot more mobile in this one than the, that there, obviously. I think two weeks on would have helped him going into the Super Bowl. I am bitterly disappointed more than anything, DJ, because although your Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I think with the win earlier in the season, I think if the Packers had faced uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they would have got the job done. I think the, the challenge was this week against the Seahawks. But we'll see what happens. They have a lot of injuries. Maybe we banged them up a bit and uh, you'll, be, you'll have a softer team to face when uh, you get to Arizona. But Outside of those games, DJ, obviously that's the Super Bowl lined up now. We have the the, pa- the Patriots and the uh, Seahawks facing off. But, you know, a c- couple of coaching things going on, DJ, a couple of things around the league. Do you want to just take a, a run through any of those? Yeah, Colin, the Denver Broncos have hired Gary Kubiak as their new head coach. So congratulations to the Patriots on winning the 2015 or 2016 AFC Championship yet again. Because I think the Broncos were going to be the biggest challenge to them. Now I'm only taking... And it'll be interesting to see now what that means, though, for Peyton Manning and whether he'll be returning to Denver or maybe Gary Kubiak looks to bring in a new quarterback. Yeah, well, uh, I think we'll know probably. We'll know around Super Bowl week anyway, DJ. Definitely they'll be worried about what Peyton Manning's intentions are. Still lots of rumours going around. Everything's up in the air. But you mentioned Gary Kubiak there being the head coach. You know, there's an interesting number of other hires that are likely to come with that but I think overall um, it's a good hire for them it was one that I predicted kind of at the time I mentioned about the relationship with him and John Elway I, I tweeted it to a few people on Twitter and you know some people thought that you know it was kind of a ridiculous thing when I was tweeting it last week once the uh, the coaching decision was made to let John Fox go but uh, I think it, it's a good it's a good fit it'll be interesting to see he likes to do you know a lot of play action bootleg plays and that and obviously we know about Peyton Manning's mobility but you know, people talk about Joe Flacco too. He was, he was never doing a kind of Russell Wilson read option style thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And obviously a big part of that comes down to the decision, DJ, of um, Peyton Manning, whether he stays around or retires. It's likely that he's going to take in Rick Denenson as his offensive coordinator in Denver. And, uh, you know, he served as the, the quarterback coach under Kubiak in Baltimore this season. So it's, it's going to be interesting. And um, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good hire for them. DJ mentioned John Fox, he's gone from the Broncos, but didn't take him long to get picked up, and he's with the Chicago Bears, so he'll be facing off against the Packers next season twice, and hopefully John Fox will be getting dominated in those games, but uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long, long way away. He, he signed a four-year deal with the Bears, and uh, he's requested to speak to Titans tight end coach Mike Malarkey for his offensive coordinator position, obviously, as well. The issue with uh, Jay Cutler, what's going to happen with him? And he says that he wants to meet up with Jay Cutler, get some talking and see how they're going to go moving forward. DJ Jim Tom Sula, I think we mentioned this maybe on last week's co- uh, podcast. He was, uh, or the, maybe the preview podcast, he was promoted from defensive line coach with the 49ers to be the head coach for them. So uh, that's going to be interesting in the they choose him over Adam Gaze, who is the Denver Broncos offensive coordinator. So, very, very uh, interesting move there. And a lot of other teams going in. Jack Del Rio, DJ, uh, former Broncos uh, defense coordinator, is the uh, Ravens head coach now. And there's so much stuff going on and going around. Obviously, we mentioned too Rex Ryan. He's at Buffalo. Aaron Cromer has uh, reported that he's going to be the offensive line coach uh, with the Buffalo Bills next season. And then, just running through the rest of them, DJ, we mentioned... 
a lot of these that are uh, still you know, in the news bulletins. We mentioned them on the last podcast. But Jason Garrett, five-year deal. Big, big money for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And Jason Garrett, and uh, I'm sure Jerry Jones can be delighted with that. He's a, a coach that he's you know, brought up and he's had him for a, a number of years there. You know, they had a few tough years where they were eight and eight over and over again, and uh, now this year they got to the playoffs, so I think it, it works for both sides. And DJ, uh, just the Seattle Seahawks obviously going to the Super Bowl. It's reported that Dan Quinn is uh, likely to be their head coach, but, you know, obviously they have to wait until the Seahawks are uh, out off the playoffs to, to make a, to make a decision on that, make an announcement, so we'll see we'll see what happens and uh, a lot of a lot of stuff like that going around in homes and we'll see what happens with a lot of stuff on this show but as you can probably tell my mind is uh, slightly elsewhere as <laughs> the depression of uh, that NFC loss is uh, is taking hold but uh, a lot of coaching stuff going on it's very hard to to keep up with everything that's going on in the NFL at the moment but uh, I'm sure DJ you're uh, very very satisfied with the Patriots result yesterday probably the complete opposite of the feeling that I had uh, all day today for you probably had a victory Monday I had a devastation Monday but really um, with those two games just to cover which a nice short and sweet podcast for you to listen to the, this Monday and uh, keep spreading the word keep uh, doing what you're doing more listeners every week more followers every week keep spreading the word we did have two competitions uh, for each of the correct scores in the games last night one for the Patriots Packers or one for the Patriots Colts game one for the Packers Seahawks game but haven't got a chance to go through them yet with the enjoyment I had of having a full day's work today after watching those two games this night. So we'll do that, DJ, during the week. We'll tweet out the winners and uh, we'll be back. Um, stay tuned to the Twitter, actually, because uh, Pro Bowl went up this week. Maybe we won't be back later in the week with the show. Maybe we'll wait to uh, maybe do uh, two shows maybe next week, uh, previewing the Super Bowl or something like that. But stay tuned to the Ad Overtime Ireland Twitter feed for more info on the show schedule as we head into the off season. We'll still be here with you throughout the off season with hopefully get a number of good guests on, former players and so on, to maybe some current players as well to talk through them about some of their experiences in the National Football League. So I'll wrap it up there, DJ. Uh, until we're back, when we're back, whenever that is. Follow Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com. And until then, I'm Colm. And I'm DJ. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production. 